everyone, Randy Dietrich, and my mission is to add value to others. I believe in the power of the human spirit. My goal is to encourage you to pursue all your dreams with all your imagination. And thank you for listening. If you enjoyed today's talk, please share with a friend. Add value to the world. Okay, guys, so I have a really special treat for you today. Oh, my gosh. There's a young man that's been working at the winery since he's been 14 years old, and this guy is amazing. Man, Tony and his brother Noah have worked at the winery since 14. They weren't even allowed in the building. And these guys, the most confident, the most steadfast, follow-through, earnest, honest, Oh my God, every great characteristic you ever could imagine, I would contribute to Tony. So Tony is here today to talk to us about the word confidence. So Tony, take it away, man. Confidence. The definition of confidence is the feeling of self-assurance that comes from one's appreciation of their abilities or qualities. Or in other words, it's the belief that you can accomplish something under your current circumstances. It's sad because we treat confidence like something that's nice to have instead of a must-have. Confidence tends to be secondary and put on the back burner when compared to knowledge and understanding, but it shouldn't be that way. After all, what's the value in having learned these skills in school and college if you don't have the confidence to use them? Well, there is no value. So, how can we gain this confidence? When I think of a confidence boost, I think of when Randy turns on the lights to the vineyards. He always finds a kid that wants to turn them on, but... It's more than just turning on the lights. It's a chance for him to directly add value and confidence to the child. They might be in kindergarten or first grade, but he's talking to them about their success and future. He just met the kid, but the child now has the largest self pool of confidence in his kindergarten classroom. The best thing that we can do is give children confidence when they are young, so that way they can power through anything as they grow up. This confidence gain doesn't have to be so direct either. John Maxwell says that confidence is contagious. When you're near confident people, you naturally become more confident. The example he uses is when sports teams are behind on points. But after scoring a point, they become more confident. They start to go on a run, and as a team, they begin to keep scoring more and more and become more confident together. It's all a team effort. Confidence is contagious. So, what act can you do on your own to build self-confidence? Randy in his Fake It to Make It podcast says, When you're nervous, tell everyone that you're nervous, but that you're going to rock it. When you're being honest, you don't have to fake it. I was nervous to give this talk, but me telling you all this, it allows me to feel more comfortable. So, how can we use this confidence to our advantage? I've found that confidence is mainly used to break through your fears. So, let me tell you a story on how I was able to break through a fear of mine using a small amount of confidence. This was around four years ago. I was 14 looking for a job, and at 14, I never would have thought I'd been able to work at a winery. It just seems silly. I was in the parking lot deciding as to what I should say when I asked for the job, and at first I was terrified what would happen if I would get a no. But then I realized that in that moment, it was just a simple yes or no question. There's no penalty if I get a no, and I have everything to gain if I get a yes. What I'm trying to get from this is if you're trying to start something new, don't allow the start to be your stopping point. Whether it be riding a roller coaster, asking a beautiful girl on a date, applying for a job, or starting a business. In each of these choices, there are only two options, yes or no, start or stop. So if you want to start something, never stop before you get the chance to start. Lastly, I want to talk about how to limit the loss of confidence. 
Loss of confidence comes from three main areas. The first is negative thinking. Whether you're saying I'm not good enough and I can't do this, or if you're saying I am good enough and I can do this. Either way, you're right. This is because you become what you think, positive or negative. The second reason you may lose confidence is from social media. But it's not just the social media that causes the loss of confidence. It's the comparison that people are making to each other. People are naturally posting pictures and videos of them when they're at their best. So when you compare yourself to these photos, they're not a fair comparison. Lastly is one that Jeff brought up to me. He said that people get caught up in the trap and underestimating themselves. They set the bar for themselves way too low. When you do this, others will also think less confident of you. Whereas if you come off as confident, you set the bar real high, it'll instill confidence in others about you as well. So be sure to never fall into these confidence traps. Never let the start be your stopping point. Always surround yourself with people who boost your confidence because confidence is your superpower. Well, Tony, how old are you? I'm 17 right now. 17 years old, yep. and you're out here in a podcast studio talking about confidence. Wonder what I was doing at 17? Not this. <laughs> <laughs> not this. And Tony, <laughs> Tony's the perfect example that age does not matter. Age does not, rec- you know, when it comes to wisdom, it doesn't come with age, yeah. right? <laughs> That's pretty nuts. Where did you learn, if you don't mind me asking, now I'm going to, I have to pick your brain the same way I always pick Randy's sure, brain. Sure, yeah. Where, how did you under, where did you get confidence at such a young age? Because it it's, it's definitely not an easy quality to have. So you, you have it enough to even come here and do it. So what made you get that? Is it from learn? Like, what did you do? I'm, so, I'm curious. One of the things that I started off um, when I was writing this talk is you start to realize when you're writing about confidence or self-value, you're automatically adding that confidence and self-value to yourself. So you're just building yourself up the entire time. So mm. You're looking at everything about how to gain it, how to limit loss of it. So at that point, you're at your highest standard of confidence. It's hard to lose anything at that point. Interesting. Interesting. Now, when you <clears throat> you start out, you're 14 years old coming into a winery yep. and you're being interviewed and now you're 17 working at the winery where I feel like that's a like what, what was I doing at 14 years old? I can't even <laughs> like I tell you right now, my first thing wasn't knocking on somebody's door asking for a job. Right. right. You know what I mean? So I'm right. trying to like put it into a mindset of like what. What made you want to work at 14? If that, you know, see, I'm, you see, I'm getting at like not more 14 year olds mm-hmm. in today's day and age want to play video games or they want to ride their bike in the woods and do weird stuff with their friends. You see what I'm saying? Not to say that you're weird, but <laughs> the idea of like you are 14, you're like, I want to get a job and I want to work. Like, where did that come into play? Is it upbringing? You know, like, I'm so just I, curious. I think it has a lot to do with natural competition. So I'm a triplet. So I think it has <laughs> I think it has a lot to do with either the natural competition between me and my brothers, but we were all we're always like usually comparing ourselves because we're all the same age, we all have the same upbringing, we're on an even playing field. But there's some point where one of us like it's like at, at some point I don't remember which one of us it was, but we all decided that we were going to need a job at some point. I was actually the we were in the parking lot and it was the three of us that were there and 
the both of them were petrified to come in and, and say anything. I, I remember I was the first one to come in. And there's a table that's set up uh, by the sidebar. Now we've got our, all of our clothing and stuff there. But I remember all these papers that are scattered about and all in a mess. And Randy's tearing through all the papers. We end up going outside. But I think it has a lot to do with my upbringing and mm-hmm. just in natural, mm-hmm. co- like almost competition with my brothers. But mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. Love that. The competition aspect's cool. Wasn't yeah. wine. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny. Have, having confidence, a lot of it comes down to having a will stronger than the fear. Isn't it that simple? Yeah. Right. You have a will that the, you're willing to will yourself into walking into the room, and that was stronger than the fear sitting in the car. And this is true for just about everything in confidence. Mm-hmm. You know. And what's crazy is you think about what a little act it was to get out of the car and walk in the room and say, "Hey, is there a job here?" Right. It's not it's not like, you know, it's 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 nothing that you're like, you didn't run for the president of the United States no. at 14. You know what I mean, it's like I'm going to walk in. There. But but what I want to point out, though, is look how little of a decision you made that changed the projection of your entire life. Yeah. And this is the nature of young people. The tiny little decisions you make today is going to be impacting you 20 years from now. It's huge. Life is all about projection. Right. So I would say be very careful of the music you listen to, the people you hang around and the and what you're feeding in your mind, the books you read, because that is about where you're that's where you're heading. You know, and today I think young people, they, they don't they don't <laughs> they're not really tuned into too much. No, it, you know? I I find myself like it's funny because now I'm in I don't want to save a position, but if someone comes in and is asking for a job that there's times where I can ask people who are older than I am if they have job experience because there's still that point where some people have still been finding their first jobs at 18. So it's kind of Mm -hmm. like an interview question, but Mm -hmm. it's something that's valuable to know. And it's funny to see that I started what would be almost four years ago now. So I turned 18 in August, but comparing myself to other people at my age, there's definitely a maturity gap and just a very big difference in just having the responsibility in a job at such a young age, especially mm-hmm. at the winery, mm-hmm. it creates a different, like it's basic character building at that point. Yeah. Accountability? The, the accountability is big. So mm-hmm. I started there mowing lawns and mm-hmm. then now I am where I am just mm-hmm. doing a little bit of everything. So. Mm-hmm. so what do you do at the winery if you don't mind me asking? Um. Well... When you say a little bit of everything, so I imagine it, it's just like a little bit here and there. Like It's hard because there's not really many titles. And mm-hmm. so like Jeff is the lead for the day and then I'll take over when he leaves and then mm-hmm. lock up. Close you do what you got to do to get yeah, the it, job, whatever mm-hmm. it needs to get done. Essentially. Tony, if, if, it, it's hard. if Blue Ridge was a normal business, Tony would be a general manager. I see. That's, a, yeah, that's okay. what his title would be. He'd wow. be general manager. At 17. Right. right. It's, it's wild, right? At, at, at about age 15, he had a key to the building. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I remember saying to Tiff, you can trust the keys of the kingdom to this young man. <laughs> wow. You know, something. You know, um, Blue Ridge is a weird animal where there is, there's not much structure there. There's no hierarchy. Mm-hmm. Every, every single bit about Blue Ridge is natural leadership. Mm-hmm. There's only two forms of leadership, natural and appointed, right? And appointed leadership is always weaker than natural leadership because the appointed is just because of the position you've been appointed at. And how many times have you seen an appointed leader that they should not be in that position? All the time. All the time, right? And it's the people that naturally rise up through the ranks that everybody looks to. Tony is a great natural leader because when crisis hits, 
people don't look to the appointed leaders. They look to the people that will actually cause a better outcome. And everyone <laughs> looks to Tony and Noah and go, guys, <laughs> what should we do? You know, it's, it's awesome. You that's know, cool. It's awesome to see. Yeah. That's yeah. cool. To see the 17, that's, I mean, like it's, and I feel like everybody at the winery just ceases to blow my mind. You know what I mean? You have Matthew <laughs> that works there. He's 21. And mm-hmm. it's like, dude, like I, it's just not to compare, right? The dangers <laughs> of comparison, but it's like, wow, like it's a good, you know, there's good and there's bad. I feel like it's almost mm-hmm. polarized in this generation mm-hmm. and you like have like the good, like at 14 years old, the fact that your instinct was like, we got to get a job. That's just like, mm-hmm. there's 29, 30 year olds that don't even have that mindset. Yeah. You mm-hmm. see what I mean? So yeah. it's, it's just such a, and it takes a lot of confidence. Like what you have at a 14 year old now, 17 turning 18. Mm-hmm. It's just like, it's really something. Holy mackerel. Yeah. I think confidence yeah. has a lot to do with also how you value your time. Because if what I made in money in four years, I, I wouldn't work like a shift maybe once or twice a week. So it really wasn't much, but there's still that now four-year advantage in which now mm-hmm. I have four years of time ahead of me where I probably would never retire. I mean, <laughs> I, I don't see it happening, but no. for people that like will retire, I could technically do it four years earlier in, in mm-hmm. that standpoint. Mm-hmm. So It's great stuff. You know, working with Tony and Noah changed my life, guys. I mean, you guys, you oh. guys rock. <laughs> you know, it's just it, you've, you've brought peace of mind into my world. You know, I can be up at the house and tell go, do you need to go down and close it up? I go, no, Tony's down there. No, no, he's down I have there. to ask you then, Randy. So as someone that's at the position where you vetted, you know, you're vetting people, you've had workers to come in and out. What was the one thing that stood out, right? Not to just call you out, Tony, on it, but like, you know, even like your brother, I believe your brother's worked there too, correct? Yep. So mm-hmm. like, what is, you know what I mean? Like that was like, this is, he is. Yeah, like we're gonna give the kid a chance. Like we're gonna do it. Mm-hmm. We're gonna like. What is there any any quality that stood out the most? Mm-hmm. Um, it's the characteristic of to ask what you want for in this life. A lot of people can't do that. They at, can't ask for exactly what they want at fourteen, at, right? They're too, at fourteen, right? And Blue Ridge was in a spot where yeah, we we needed people. You know, I mean, right now there's a lot of people that work at Blue Ridge, and sometimes people walk in and I want to hire them, you know, but I, I just I just really truly have nothing for them to do, you know. So it's a little bit different animal right now. But back then it was like. Young man walking in here asking for a job. Let's start right away, dude. I mean, I'm sure this will happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I remember. Yeah, we got the W-2 the day of. <laughs> right. Here you go. Fill it out. Yeah. That's cool. Right. Yep. We brought, brought it back in a week, and I think we started the same day I brought it back. So. Mm-hmm. You probably did. You probably started the yeah. same day. Can you come back to work right now? I, I remember yeah. very specifically anyone who would ever start day of, just yep. start yep. Right, right that day. Yeah. You know, at Blue Ridge, there was a time at Blue Ridge where there would be there may be people there that would say something to someone, hey, stop working so hard. You're making us look bad. That, wow. It did exist at one point. That, there was a little, it wasn't much. It was just pockets. I can tell you today, that is zero. There is not one person at Blue Ridge that would ever say to another person, hey, stop working so hard. You're making me look bad. Because what happened was the group has weeded them all out. And they just, they're just not there. I see. And people like that, they don't last no. at all. You know, it's just not it, even for like a week or so. It, it's quite natural. Like when someone sees such people with such a hard work ethic that it's just so strong, they weed themselves out because they almost feel uncomfortable. They do. I've seen it. Yeah. I've seen people just drift off. Like I go, whatever happened to them? Like, oh, they stopped working here. Yeah. You know, and it's it's something. The, gr- the dynamic at Blue Ridge right now is a dynamic that if we could replicate that everywhere in the world, productivity would be at an all-time high of history. 
because everyone's autonomous. Everyone can think on their own, make their own decisions. There's no, there's no double checking with bosses and managers and everybody is wholehearted. They have ethics, they have morals. They're committed to the job. They do it right the first time. It's just, you know, if there's a challenge, they own it. I mean, it's, it's kind of funny. It's like, I've, I've already, we've already been cleaning up at night and I'm using the leaf blower and I'll see you run past me <laughs> and like literally running. It's, it's midnight and like yeah. we've worked all day and they're running past me and you see the motivation in them. And I'm thinking, holy cow. Wow. If the world could see this, I'm just proud of the work with you, dude. <laughs> really you. proud to work with you, man. Really proud. That's awesome. You make mama proud too. Oh. <laughs> God.